Hello and welcome to the next episode of Matt and Todd Go to the Movies with special guests Tim and Marie. This is a podcast where all three of us at various times witness a movie <laughs> at some form of cinema, cinema. And now we're going to talk about it, finally. Um, we're going to talk about such things as, should you see this movie? Should you not see this movie? Should you see it in theaters? Or do you need to wait for streaming? Should you snack or nap or craft, whatever you want to do during the theater? Or should you absolutely pay attention because it's just that important? I am Todd Dummer. And I'm Matt Malloy. And welcome again to another podcast. We saw a movie called uh, Mission Colon Impossible Dash... Uh, <laughs> The Dead Reckoning, uh, part one. There it is. Uh, it's a very long and twisty name, mm-hmm. but uh, we are we did watch it, and uh, we are going to talk about that film. But first, let's hear from Tim on who of the famous variety of people is in this movie. Well, there are quite a few returning characters, as this is the seventh movie now in the Mission Impossible franchise. Of course, Tom Cruise leading the way as Ethan Hunt. Uh, and stunts extraordinaire and everything, and charisma. Uh, we have uh, Ving Rhames is back as well. Uh, Simon Pegg also back as well. Uh, Rebecca Ferguson is back as Ilsa, as she's been in the last three movies. Um, Vanessa Kirby returns as her character, The White Widow. Um, she's been in a few other movies. She was in Hobbs and Shaw. I believe she's been in some British productions as well. Wasn't she um, in The Crown? I think so. She's in The Crown. Yes, she's in The Crown as well, that's right. Um, And uh, Palm Clementif from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy fame uh, plays an assassin in this one. Um, And then back from the first Mission Impossible is Henry Cherney, who played Kittredge. Kittredge. He was one of the guys that Tom famously faces off in the uh, aquarium restaurant. Um, and then a couple other people show up uh, who are new to the franchise. Eastside Morales, who's mostly a t- been a TV TV actor, but he was in La Bamba back in the day and other stuff. Um, uh, and then we also have uh, Carrie Always shows up, um, Princess Bride fame, um, and uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Uh, he's the uh, I guess like the inte- national intelligence director, uh, something like that. Something right? like that, you know, because all the agencies in this film. Uh, and those most of the big names in this. Did you uh, say oh, and, and of course, and of course, saving my favorite yeah, for the say, end. I don't know how yeah. you could gloss Haley over Atwell, Haley. famous agent Peggy Carter in the MCU, mm-hmm. uh, is a new character that uh, you could even say drives the plot along as we go. And this is the same director who's done the last three Mission Impossible's. So, right. back to you, Matt. Yeah. So this is part one. We're going to get a part two. They set it up nicely for that. Um, but this is a standalone film, and uh, so what's it about? Well, if you've seen a Mission Impossible, you kind of know what it's about. It's about you choose Ethan, to accept it. <laughs> Ethan Hunt gets a mission that he chooses to accept, and ends up traveling around the world. And there's some existential threat to humanity, and he has to solve the problem. So, what's the existential threat in this movie? Well, we've got a rogue artificial intelligence which has kind of infiltrated uh, the back channels of all the intelligence services in the world um, and is, is plotting to, to basically gain more and more power and, and try to uh, kind of control everything that goes on. Um, and as human beings, we don't like this, so 
uh, Ethan Hunt steps up and uh, he acquires uh, several, well, he has his team, his team is, is in place, and as Tim mentioned, there's other people who, who kind of filter in, and um, he meets up with Haley Atwell's character, whose name is Grace, and um, he kind of meets up with her, and she, she plays a thief character, and um, he is, uh, he intersects with her in trying to do trade-off for various components of this AI, because they want to get to the root of the AI, they want to get to the source code, they want to corrupt it or delete it or something, some way to, to get the AI out of the, uh, out of the world. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so they start working together, um, and there's a lot of great action sequences, there's a lot of uh, plot spoilers that I won't spoil for you, um, but basically... They're traveling around trying to get this um, this this key that's going to get them into a place where they don't know. We know because we see it at the beginning of the movie, um, and uh, but but the this movie in particular focuses on the key, and I think the next movie is going to focus on how do we get the key to the uh, lock, so to speak, and get at the uh, core of this AI. So. I think that's what I'm going to say about the plot of the movie. Todd, what are your gut reactions to Mission Impossible? Uh, Dead Reckoning. De Dead Reckoning, <laughs> part one. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Well, I think if you've ever heard me talk about a Mission Impossible movie, that you could guess that it's going to be a hit for me because I really enjoy these movies. Um, and unlike most franchises, they just get better with each movie, in my opinion. I mean, I like other movies over other movies, but I think every movie, like at this point, is a strong movie from this franchise. This one, I think, really ramped up, like, stunts and action and stuff like that, and that was really nice. Like, I mean, there's a, there's a certain amount of action yeah. and, and stunts in every one of these movies, but I just really felt like they do a really good job of each movie doing something different. You know, like one movie, Tom Cruise is scaling down a building. One movie, he's fighting on a train, like an actual train. The stunt was an actual train that they were fighting on top of. Like, And I think that's that stuff is what keeps bringing me to the table. Like, just this de degree of very good-looking stunts that they're able to pull off. Um, as far as story goes, like, I don't think this is the strongest story of a Mission Impossible movie, but um, I like at this point that um, they always seem to touch... Like, if you left one movie, a previous movie before, with feeling like, oh, well, they didn't talk too much about something, it's, for some reason, they always touch back on it in future movies. Like, and so I like that each movie at some point will touch back on something that's already happened in the franchise and you kind of go from there. Um, and, you know, for, for an action suspense movie, I always think that the, the acting is really good. Like, I mean, of course, in my opinion, Tom Cruise brings it every time he's in a movie. But, um, you know, you got some Simon Pegg goodness, Haley Atwell. I'm not the biggest fan of... Uh, Agent Carter or Peggy Carter in the MCU, but I, th I really enjoyed her in this movie and her character. Um, you know, we've got Kittra's back from the first movie, which is just a nice little 
callback to the first movie. Um, and, you know, Ving Rhames, everyone shows up who's been in these movies before, and they all play their part, I think, at this point, extremely well. They should be used to it. There's seven movies in. Um, and, I, I mean, I don't know if you can see it in theaters at this point, but if you can, you should, okay. because these movies are filmed for theaters. Like, the stunts are that big, the action's that kind of crisp, and you want to sit in front of a big screen to enjoy it. Um, so, you know, there are some drawbacks. We're seven movies into this franchise, and some stuff is kind of like, there's always a point at this point in these movies where uh, um, the mission goes wrong. I mean, there are some paint-by-numbers at this point for these movies. Like, I think for the past like three movies, the, the face machine has broken in these movies yeah. at various points. Like, it seems like they just keep going back to that plot point of, we got a plan, what, what, what can throw a wrench in this plan? Oh, the face mask thing doesn't work. Um, so I think, you know, as I, I hope the next movie is the last movie because I'd rather see this franchise kind of just like... Go out on top? Yeah, and not just bubble down to crap. So uh, hopefully the next movie ties everything up and we can just, you know, watch it right off into the sunset. But this is a good time. So if you've seen one of these movies and you liked any of the ones before, you should see this movie. If you're a fan of Tom Cruise, you should see this movie. There's not really many reasons to not see this movie unless you're just not an action suspense person. Then this movie's not for you. So I say see it in theaters, and I say, if you can, but you should see it no matter what. Let's go with Marie. Thank you, Todd. You're very welcome. <laughs> um, well, I used to watch the Mission Impossible movies when they first came out. And then, you know, I had children and stuff, so I missed a whole bunch in the middle. Mm -hmm. So here we are. Um, and I also have a really love-hate relationship with Tom Cruise. Uh, sure, yes. Yeah, personally, <laughs> I have some issues with him. But, you know, my claim to fame is I was in the same bar with him in 1989, okay. and, you know, we made eye contact. Wow. Um, that is around cocktail era. That's great. Yeah, it was pre-Nicole Kidman. Oh. Mm -hmm. Anyway. So, I, um, so it's been a while since I've seen a Tom Cruise movie, and I didn't expect a lot because of my ambivalence about him, but I love this movie. And I loved Haley in this movie because I do like Agent Carter, but um, I love the story, I love the action, I love the stunts, um, I like the humor. It was funnier than I remembered. And uh, and I had a great time. And like I've said before, my metric of a good movie is if I forget about everything else and I don't think about a thing until the credits roll, except for this movie, then it's a good movie. And and it worked for me. Um, I can't say there's much character development, but that's not what these movies are about. So I think it delivered everything that it promised that it would. Um, and I don't like a lot of gore. So there was just enough violence and fighting, and I was happy with it, and not a lot of blood and guts, which I don't like. Yeah. So there was nothing that turned me off about it. I, like, I really enjoyed this, this movie for action and suspense. Um, you know, I didn't get the whole AI thing. That was, that was kind of hokey, but whatever. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Tim? Well, like you, Todd, I'm a big fan of Tom Cruise and this journey we've been on, especially in this franchise. Uh, I do agree that these are just, we've hit this pinnacle of how good these movies can get, and yet they still 
can give us another three hours of new content that's amazing. And, uh, and we have another movie in the pipeline too. And uh, it's just, it's incredible that, that, yeah, and this franchise started in 95. Yep. And here we are, almost 30 years in, and their movies are still going and they're still great. And, you know, you would think some franchises would burn out after that, but it does, it's just, there's something great about them. And uh, getting into the lore of the movies, what I thought was interesting about this one especially is this seemed like the one the most where Ethan Hunt wasn't in control as much mm, as he mm -hmm. usually was. And kind of the backstory, not a backstory, a thread underneath it all was this was the most, not panicked, but most unsure Ethan seemed throughout the movie, I thought. Like things were still, he would still adapt to something, he would, you know, think on the fly, which is always something kind of Ethan Hunt does anyway, but like he really seemed like this movie he was reacting instead of acting a lot more this time, which I thought was on purpose. It seems like they are making it that, you know, the theme of the, a couple movies ago when Renner was defending uh, the IMF's actions to Alec Baldwin's character, he was basically getting, you know, they were yelling at him saying, it seems like you're mostly running on luck at this point. And I think like the background thread now they're trying to build is luck may run out for, for Ethan Hunt at some point. That's what Rogue I Rogue Nation up. is the movie. That yes, Rogue Nation, yeah. I they, feel did, like, they did refer to that, though, in the movie. They did, they, yeah, yeah. They mentioned that, too. Someone else mentioned the yeah. luck line. I feel like they wouldn't bring that up if they weren't trying to say maybe his luck will run out at some point. And that's interesting because Ethan Hunt has solved everything pretty much to this point. So, you know, what does that mean for the IMF if that happens, you know? I mean, they, you know, yes, we think yeah, maybe the next movie will be the end of, of the Ethan Hunt run, but there's no reason they can't continue IMF in some other form. So, uh, you know, I'd be intrigued by that as well. Uh, like you said, as far as the, you know, you want to call it the deuce ex machina of this movie, the key, the entity, all that stuff. I mean, it's really, it's always some world evil and all that. But this one did seem a little more threatening than normal because instead of a, while there was a person that was kind of its main actor, you know, out there, it was, there was definitely the sense of there's something else controlling everybody. And, you know, is there a way to win this one? And I kind of like that, that this one was a little unsure. And so, and yet, yet, it's not a bad thing. It's just a, wow, what happens now? And this is the first time in a while where you know there's a part two, but you're like, you're satisfied at the end because they gave you enough closure, but then there's still enough threads to pick up on for a part two. And that's hard to do. And I thought they did that very well. And I thought also the way they used the music in this movie was really good. They, there was a lot of the hints of the theme, mm. but it was more like, background, dun, 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 building tension instead of just the standard version of the theme. And I love that theme, so I'm always up for hearing it at any point during the movie. And I do agree, Haley really almost stole the show from our usual crew. She really got to shine in many ways in this, and I think that's, you know, can't wait to see more of her in part two. Nice. Matt? Well, uh, you guys have, have said a lot of stuff, and I agree with I love all these, the stuff. I love these movies, I can't. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I thought this movie is a fun ride. Uh, it's pretty long. Um, if I, it you might know, be the longest one. If I, have to, if I have to list things, like, I agree with all the positive stuff that you guys have said already, but if I have to list some detracting points, it's kind of long. But... It doesn't feel long, right. yeah, um, and and so that's not too much of a attracting point. You do have plenty of Tom Cruise running. Maybe they could have 
cut but that's his thing man yeah. that is his thing he does. i mean at this point we, we all get it you're a great runner tom and like, it looks good on screen yes we just don't need like four separate <laughs> running right. sequences right. from you per movie i mean let's keep it down to like two per movie yeah um so and i loved Haley atwell in this i i agree that that she really did shine um in her role um, and yeah, I hope we get some more of her in, in part two. Um, I think I'll leave it there. Yeah. I don't have a lot to say that hasn't been said, so um, I won't belabor my mm -hmm. speech here. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, how many, um, how many gas bombs would you give this movie, which was a new addition to Ethan's arsenal? He used some knockout gas bombs twice yeah, in this movie that we've never seen before. Oh, yeah. Um, zero being the worst, because then you got no smoke bombs, and if you have a, an annoying neighbor over, you can't, you know, gas him and leave. <laughs> uh, five being the best, because then you got some in reserves, and you can save them for when you really need them. So, Matt... Well, I'm going to go with uh, four gas bombs out of five. Um, this was a solid uh, entry. I do think you should see it in the theater, um, if at all possible. You know, we're kind of late getting this podcast out, but um, if you can, try for that. I did like the gas bomb concept as well. I did too. It was, it was one of my favorite things about the movie. Kind <laughs> of funny. Um, but yeah, so four out of five. Nice. Marie? Um, for no particular reason, I would say like 3.8. Oh, 3.8. Mm -hmm. TM? Uh, as you said, these movies have been all great. I would argue the last few have all been four and above. Um, Ghost Protocol being my favorite of the bunch. Um, I was going to ask you what your favorite yeah, was. Yeah, Ghost Protocol probably. But they're all great in their own ways. Um, this one I'm going to put at a 4.4. 4.4. Um, I'm not far off from everyone. I'm going to land at a solid 4.2. It is not my favorite Mission Impossible, but it is a very solid entry, and I was very happy with it. So. What is your favorite Mission yeah, Impossible? Mine's Ghost Protocol. What is yours? Rogue Nation. Which is, which the is one number after. five. Yes, yeah. that's a good one, too. Gotcha. Big fan of that and one. And Fallout's up there, too. I like that one, too. I mean, they're I mean, I like them all, except for two, but... And even two isn't horrible. It's just the it's, weakest of a strong franchise. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It has, it has, it has, it has its moments. Good old John Woo action. Lots of slow motion. <laughs> so, all right. Well, any last thoughts before we wrap up? Uh, one more. I think I forgot. I left out. Um, what I liked about this movie too is they tried to show scenes, or not show scenes, but like have skills from other movies. In this one, I th I've noticed like there was a motorcycle chase. There was yeah. a like there there was some underwater stuff. They like they try and do touch on things from other movies that they've done, but twisted in a new direction, like a different car chase than usual or a different. But it's all things that are kind of part of the franchise yet new. Like mm -hmm. the the first movie famously had a train sequence, and then this one had a new version of a train sequence, and it was different. Yeah. And you're just like wow. And it's just how many more things can we get at this point? And I like I said excited to see what. He's got planned for part two. Uh, you know, how do you top motorcycle cliff jumping off, uh, you know, onto a train? Yeah, it's hard. 
Mm-hmm. Driving, driving handcuffed through. Yeah, the, driving handcuffed uh, through the sure. streets of uh, Paris. With a little mini car. Mm-hmm. I don't think Rebecca Ferguson gets enough credit. For I agree. Also, for the, for the yes. movies that she was in. Yes. So he was that's a solid, it. solid part of the staff. I agree. Um, I would like to see an alternate reality uh, version of Dead Reckoning Part Two, mm. where it's about thirty minutes long, and Ethan Hunt's luck runs out uh, in a spectacular way, and uh, you know, you know. To take this movie as an example, he rides his his motorbike off a cliff and a parachute doesn't opens, make it. and he just doesn't make it, and the parachute doesn't open, and, and that's just it. Plummets to his death, fade on the 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 floating parachute, uh, fade to black, and you get the credits and mission possible. Mission. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. So that's gonna wrap it up for this episode of Matt and Todd Go to the Movies, where we saw Mission colon Impossible. Dead Reckoning, part one. Um, And we'll be back for part two. Um, But, uh, yeah, so we gave it an overall rating of 4.1 gas bombs Mm -hmm. out of five. Nice. um, Which is a a decent rating. Um, It's our... Another high one. uh, We've had a few high ones lately. Um, It is lower than Joyride and Barbie. (laughs) And overall. And (laughs) Spider-Man. Yeah, but that's top five. Yeah, that's pretty good over the last few few mm-hmm. months. Um, so anyway, uh, thank you for listening, all listeners and downloaders and subscribers. Do your thing, and we will see you next time. Da 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 da.